Good Friday, everybody. This is Drew Fluffy Coats. And Philip Fizzy Barton. And welcome to Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge. How you doing today, Barton? Oh, man, can't complain. Uh, getting ready for a little cupcake Saturday. Yeah, cupcake it, Saturday. It's not just cupcake because of the week schedule. It's no. Drew Fluffy Coats' birthday as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah but, man, happy know. birthday. Thanks, bud. But, uh, so we got... Like like uh, Barton said, we got a fairly decent show today. Like not a whole lot like uh, as far as game wise going on for college football tomorrow. We got games here and there, and we'll put on. We'll obviously give our games to watch, and you know, games we think th- teams we think are going to be on upset alert. But uh, not a whole lot. The top ten teams are all got cupcake schedules, which is probably why. Yeah, college- definitely. They all should cruise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is probably why the college game day is going to, you know, Central Florida mm-hmm. for that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so if you're new to the program, uh, there's me and Barton, we talk about three things in, in, in our podcast here. We talk about beer, cigars, and some good old college football. That's right. So, we're going to start things off with the beer. Uh, I'm drinking something I probably have had in my fridge for probably a little bit too long, but you know, it's still very tasty, very delicious. Bart, you're a fan of it. It's a GI Pilsner from Young Better okay. Company. Yeah, very good beer. Yeah, it's a very good beer. Uh, nice light Pilsner. You know, probably about four point five percent alcohol, so something like you could probably drink a six pack or so and be perfectly fine, and ready to go into the game <laughs> with. <laughs> So, uh, what are you drinking there, Barton? Um, I have a a white a white zombie, white ale from Catawba Brewing Company out of uh, Morganton, North Carolina. Um, there's actually a couple of locations. There's Asheville and Charlotte, but I think the primary one's out of uh, out of Morganton. But it's a um, it's a it's a Belgian wheat beer. It's a uh, very light, very crisp. Um, like you said, a good possibly day drinking beer. Nothing you couldn't you know, like you said, not back a six pack and uh, be able to ease on into the game. Yeah. Well, well, we got the beers now. What are you What are you pairing that beer up with there, Barton? Like you're the you're you're a cigar connoisseur in this in this duo here. I'm, I drink, I smoke them, but you know you know about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I believe I sent you a picture of my research uh, earlier this week. I'm going. Yes, with you one. did. Yeah, I'm going with one I smoked earlier this week. Uh, it's a uh, nub. It's called a nub, which is you'll figure out why shortly. But it's called a nub. Uh, they're by Olivia. This is the the three fifty eight. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's only three and three quarter inches long, but it's got a fifty eight inch ring gauge, which is, means it's a very fat cigar. But uh, it's it's a Connecticut wrapper, Nicaraguan filler. It's a very it's a medium cigar. It's it probably pushes more to the full side. So if you're somebody who likes you know, you know big full cigars, this is this is your guy. Um, it's it's gonna burn. It burned for me for about an hour, despite nice. how small it is. It's it's still giving me like a good burn time. Mm-hmm. Uh, very peppery on the start. Uh, I, I almost thought about switching it up. It was it was it was pretty it was pretty strong to start out with, but mm-hmm. it, it mellowed out uh, pretty much straight tobacco flavor. Nothing super in, nothing super complex with the flavors. Uh, yeah. Straight tobacco kept a hint of it kept a hint of pepper, but it you know it didn't last long. Yeah, a <laughs> lot, lot, lot of smoke, a uh, lot of thick smoke. Um, the finish stayed a long time on your tongue. So, you know, if you're somebody who doesn't like a cigar to hang around in your, you know, in your mouth or whatever, it, it, uh, it, you definitely tasted the, uh, the cigar in between puffs. So it, it, it didn't fade out much as, uh, in between, uh, smokes. Okay. So, 
We got the beer. We got the cigar. Now we got to get into the nitty-gritty of football here. Not, like, we said, like we said at the okay. earlier of the show, not a whole lot as far as news-wise. Like, well, not, some news. Not not a whole lot leading up to the weekend. Yeah, this weekend, though. Yeah, we, we'll get into some news in so, uh, a little bit. We're going to get into the top ten games this week. We do our, If you're new to our show, we basically just go with the top ten teams. Like, we can't go through all 25, otherwise the show will be too long. <laughs> too long. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no one cares outside yeah, of anyway, Especially right? this time of year, because you basically know the four college playoff teams are coming out of the top 10 at this point, in this point in the season. Yeah. So, we're going yeah. to start Absolutely. off at number 10 with uh, Ohio State. They're going to Maryland. Um, Maryland is a little tricky of a team, Big Ten to me, because they, when they want to play, they're fairly decent. They'll get they'll, they'll they'll hang around, mm-hmm. but when they're bad, man, they are just awful. And again, we if you're new to the show, we've kind of jinxed Ohio State a lot a couple of times here. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. I mean, they that game I had Michigan uh, uh, Michigan State Ohio State as my game of the week last week, and that was just a dreadful game. I completely whiffed on that one, and it was just a boring yeah. game to watch. And yeah, well, I had. You know, I, I pick Ohio State to start slow and then win going away, and they've been in close games or either gotten blown out. I pick them to lose against Michigan State. They win. And, of, of course, <laughs> yeah, they, of course. So, so I, I, I can't get a beat on Ohio State either. Um, the the line is interesting, though. You know, you know I me, mean? I like to look yeah. at the betting lines and stuff of like that. Our betting but, line um, store here as well. Yeah, well, I, we'll we'll get to that segment too. We might have to start calling it Fizzy's Losers <laughs> instead of Block of the Week. You're but, costing people uh, money, Barton. <laughs> we're gonna get right. it back one week. But uh, yeah, the line is the line is only fourteen. Yeah, which is you know, but again, I still Ohio State is as tricky as you say Maryland is. I think Ohio State's the same way. You don't know what you're gonna get with them from week to week. Um, they're the better team. Should win. Uh, I could see 14, 14 to twenty-one points. I, I could, I could definitely see. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm on the same with you. I don't think they completely blow them out like they would, like you know, like the teams we were thinking they would blow out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I could see, I could see it being into the fourth quarter, and you know, they just start to pull away. So we'll go with, yeah. the, we'll go on to number nine, uh, West Virginia. They're going to, they're going to Stillwater to play in Oklahoma State, who kept up with Oklahoma last week. And honestly, to me, I thought they should have won that game. Yeah, there's there's gonna be a hundred points scored yeah. in this game. <laughs> another Big Ten, uh, another Big Twelve uh, game where there's no defense involved. So, yeah, uh, Oklahoma State. They just, I don't think they've been the typical um, Mike Gundy Oklahoma State. Uh, the, you know, like they they normally find a way to squeak out anywhere from nine to eleven wins this year. That's not happening this year. Uh, I think West Virginia with Will Greer and and. Uh, and Seals, I think there's just there's there's gonna be too much. I think they'll out firepower Oklahoma State. Um, maybe a touchdown win, maybe a little bit more. I, I would I'd go. I mean, yeah, I'm just spitballing numbers yeah. out there. <laughs> I'm with you. I think uh, they'll hold tough with them. Um, Cornelius for the Oklahoma State quarterback. I watched him, and yeah, the game came down to a poor throw on his part, but he played a lights out game. Granted, against a really terrible Oklahoma defense, but he played a phenomenal mm-hmm. game, and West Virginia is not really known for defense either, and I expect more of the same from Cornelius this week. Doesn't mean I think he'll outscore Will Greer and uh, Devin Sills, but I think it, it could be an upset alert, I, I believe. So Okay. Okay, I can, I can get on with that. 
Um, like I said, I said I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. That's you know seven points yeah. or so. I think it, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a, a pretty good game. Yeah, I think that'll be one of the better ones for the slate tomorrow. Um, we're going on the number seven LSU. They're at home against Rice. They'll blow out Rice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. Not uh, even we're we're just going to kind of cruise through some of these. So yeah, the. The the line is the line is forty three. What I'm seeing the line is forty three. That tells how you, bad right this. <laughs> that tells you all, yeah, that tells you how, all you need to know. So we'll go on from that. Uh, we got number eight Washington State. They're going. To, uh, they're playing at home against Arizona. Arizona is another one of those Pac Pac twelve teams. I'm like, they they could be on the verge of being good, but at, at least like maybe a year or two they could be on the verge of being good. But but I think mm-hmm. like I've been saying like the last few weeks on this program, like Washington State, I think needs to get more respect i think they need to be at least number six above oklahoma so that's just me uh how do you feel though yeah um again i like you said uh with arizona you don't know what you're gonna get uh from week to week with them um they said last year they're uh, khalil tate just absolutely he absolutely demolished washington state's defense but they're playing um playing a little bit better defense, I guess, this year around. Uh, I think Washington State wins it, but I still just don't see Washington State getting out of that little that little nine to ten to eight range that they're in. Um, even even if they go eleven and one, twelve and one, and went out the Pac twelve championship, and everything, I just don't see them getting past like you know seven. And I kind of agree with you. I think they deserve to be higher. I think they they're they're kind of sleeping on Washington and, State a little and bit. If it but. was if it was like Oregon or something like that, I would probably that doesn't play no defense or like anybody else like in the Big Twelve. I would probably be like they're at where they're at. But the fact that they've been playing really good defense. And which is rare in the Pac-12, is, is that's what mm-hmm. makes the difference with me. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because you know maybe they're just good by Big 12 standards. They're not probably as good as like SEC standards. But you only you can only play against what you're playing against. You know. Yeah, I, and some of it may be name recognition too. I mean, if this was Southern Cal or oh, they'd be, Oregon, they'd be at, they'd be at four or at, five at, by now. Not in one right. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it could could be name recognition, but I definitely think there being uh, there's being some sleeping done on Arizona. I mean, on Washington State and uh, but Washington State, I, I, yeah, they win the ball game. I think they win. You know, fairly not a blowout, but I think they win fairly. Uh, pretty. They're my dark game. horse, and I want them to be at least in the conversation of the playoff at this point because they're playing they're playing really well, and I think they just need to. I think they're going to end up winning. I think they're going to end up winning the whole Pac-12. They're not going to lose the game going up into bowl season. I don't. I don't see it happening yeah, with the Pac-12. Yeah, they're gonna, They're definitely going. They're definitely going to need some some help. Um, they're going to need some some shakeups uh, up in front of them to get there. Though, like I said, I just don't think. I just don't think they can get out of that eight to nine range hole that they they've really been in for the better part of what a yeah, month and a half. You know. Well, the thing so. that astonishes me with that is that you got a two loss LSU. Now, granted, they have two losses against two fairly. Uh, capable teams but there's two losses you got you know once you lose two games you get i understand that the quality of losses are something great but you gotta knock them down a few pegs at least at least a number 10 yeah if they're at number 10 i wouldn't even have an (laughs) issue with it because you know they they're at number 10 but when you got when you got teams like washington state or even for that matter a ucf team that's still undefeated like so Mm -hmm. yeah like 
I agree. I, I do think LSU is a bit overrated. I think that's um, a little bit of a SEC oh, yeah. bias from the committee. I think they're I mean, they they are a touch overrated. Like you say, if they were around ten or eleven, I wouldn't have yeah. a problem. But seven's a little yeah. bit much for LSU. So as we're gonna be done ranting about Washington State for a little bit, <laughs> that's our weekly Washington State rant. If you're not if you're new to this program, we've been on there. We've been on them since the beginning of this show. <laughs> Love Mike Leach. Mike Leach he is a national, national treasure. treasure. You're right. <laughs> the pirate, man. The pirate. <laughs> so we'll go on from that. We got number six, Oklahoma against Kansas. Yeah, it's Kansas. We we don't uh, unless 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 yeah, Todd Racing is coming out of the uh, of that huddle with a uh, keep to leave at quarterback. That's the only way Kansas wins this ball game. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I. Blow out Oklahoma, simple as that. Um, probably five, six touchdowns. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, we're probably seeing Kyler Murray not even in this game <laughs> by, by the third quarter. All right, we'll go on from that. Uh, number five, uh, Georgia going, they're playing UMass. Like, why are they playing these games? Because <laughs> Bama's doing the same thing too. They're playing these crap teams before, before well, the. the- the whole, the whole, the whole SEC and pretty, and some of the ACC does this always the week before the rivalry week because, the, you know they want to they want to be as healthy as they can before going into these that. rivalry games. I, I and, um, am so against. But that's it. just, but that's just uh, that's, that's your just SEC what football and, uh, there, bud. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we can't all be the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, just be like the Big 12 and just play non-conference yeah. games. But, I mean, I don't mind. I like the fact that you – I mean, we're we're talking about, like, a team – like, you, like uh, South Carolina, they don't play – or anybody in the SEC for that matter. They don't play that many, like, conference games if you look back at it. Like, they probably play about six or seven. Is it eight? eight. I'm not, I wasn't 100% sure mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, they, they have eight conference games and they're four out of yeah. conference games. I think four out of conference games, I mean – Unless they're like big conference games, I get it. But a lot of them are like when you're playing UMass or the Citadel, that's well. At, at the same time, four conference games is it, that's a that's a that's a lot of four non-conference games. That's a lot of games to try to schedule. You're not going to schedule four oh, big-time yeah, opponents. That, I mean, you know, I mean, and at this point, you're taking who? I mean, at this point, you yeah. are what you are. I mean, everybody knows Alabama's good. What's wrong with them playing the Citadel before yeah. they play all? I mean. I, and everybody know everybody knows George is good. What's wrong with them beating up on uh, UMass by fifty points before they go play Georgia Tech? Well, next it week, used so. to be the fact that like they used these teams used to play those teams early in the season, and in the beginning of the season there was like no hype to college football because you know all the games are going to be blowouts. So I think we've kind of teared away from that because now in recent years we've started getting these all these primetime games that first that first yeah, weekend. Yeah, a lot of neutral yeah. site games and, and stuff like that for first week or two. that's probably what my then, problem yeah. is with, like, these kind of games, like, this late in the season. Because, like, I feel like <clears throat> November games should be the one that matters. And now we're playing, like, at least at least from what I'm looking at, like, some of these games are like, ugh, this is going to be a boring week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we'll start rant- stop ranting about that, too. <laughs> yeah, there's another rant. <laughs> another rant. Yeah, I'm just – I'm in a mood today. I don't know what it is about me ranting today, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, the games aren't that exciting, so we we got we to we kill gotta, time somewhere. We got to fill the void, I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, going from that, number four, Michigan. Uh, they're going to Indiana. They're trying to hype this game up on Fox. Like, oh, it's a big, big 10 battle. I'm like, no, it's not, man. 
This is just this is just the no. in between between before they go play Ohio State next week, and it's it's a tune up. Yeah, for and Ohio that's all State. it is. And as like Indiana, is, I they're one of those teams that like again with Mar- like going basically what I said all with Maryland, they can be very competitive and then they can just lay an egg in a drop of a hat with some teams because yeah. they'll hang in with some tough teams and then you'll be like and then you'll be like out of Indiana really, so <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. know. I don't know about Indiana. I, I, Michigan's defense is just real. They are real this year. Yeah, yeah. It, they, they are very good. Um, and now they have a quarterback who can. He's he's, he's getting more comfortable. He's not. He he's getting more comfortable. He's not. Um, he's not. You know, lighting it up. But I don't think a quarterback is going to light it up in a Jim Harbaugh offense. He's doing what he needs to do to to get that offense going. And you know, I, I don't know. Have they? I haven't watched a ton of Michigan, but I don't. With their defense, I don't think they've been in a game where they've had to really offensively put the pedal to the metal uh, and try to score. Even against so Notre Dame, know. they didn't. I mean, they were in the game the whole game, and they were. And, they, yeah. and that was again. That was his first week there. So, um, yeah, I, Michigan could be for real. That defense is uh, is is extremely good, yeah. and we'll in in two weeks when they. Uh, or in next week after they beat Ohio State, I'll sit here and say yeah. I told you yeah, so. Yeah, you will. Because I, to, I told you at the beginning of the year that Michigan was going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, I was at the beginning of the year. I was I was really hyped on my Wisconsin Badgers, but they have laid an egg on me. Hey, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> I'm right but there I mean, with you. if well, you're saying like he doesn't need to be that good. Well, if Alabama's taught us anything in the whole Nick Saban era, you don't need a great quarterback to win a national title. Because he has won, he has won national titles with AJ McCarron, uh, he, uh, Jake Croker, I think was his name, the transfer from Florida. Croker, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they went to the playoffs with a backup running back in Blake Sims. Uh, I can go on and on about yeah. Alabama quarterbacks that have won a national title, and they weren't high draft picks going into the NFL. They didn't put up a gaudy stats, but as long as you, if you have a great defense, as long as you keep them in the game. You will win a national title, mm-hmm. and I think Michigan has that formula down to, to actually compete for a national title this year. They do. They they they're. I it, it's going to be interesting to see one of the because I I mean I'm, I'm just going to based off the four we have right now I'm assuming that they're going to mm-hmm. be in, and it's going to be really interesting to see them match up with uh with you know Alabama or yeah Clemson, you know depending on where they fall it'll be real interesting to to. to this is gonna be a fun I, I playoff. I think this will be one of the better, interesting playoffs where all three games end up being very competitive. Because we've had we've had where yeah. we've had where we had both game both like two games or even like just one out of the whole playoffs be competitive. But like some of them have just been just laid eggs and stuff. Like that. I believe I remember the the New Year's where you actually came up to visit and we were watching Ohio State play State yeah. Clemson and, Clemson. and then yes. Yeah. Washington and, and Alabama. And blowouts. Like, we were, like, so – we were pumped yeah. for those two uh, playoff games for New Year's Eve, and they were just so awful to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't remember the exact score. I know uh, Clemson won, like, 30 to nothing, and I think Alabama won, like, 20 – it was 24 to 7 they both or something won like by that. They, they were – yeah, to, to supposed to be the top four teams in the country – they shouldn't have beat the other two yeah. like they did. It was basically – it might as well have just been the BCS at that point. Just put it in the top two teams. We'll get it over with now. Yeah, that's, that's – <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we'll go on from that. 
another rant by us. We just kind of <laughs> telling you folks, we're just kind of filling time this week. <laughs> so we're going to number three, Notre Dame. They're going to North, uh, New York to play uh, number 12, Syracuse. What do you feel about this game? I'll get more into this game later, but what do you think about this game? I'm going to get more into it later as well. It's, um, it's, not, it's not an upset pick, but I definitely want to talk about this game later. Um, the Notre Dame, I, I think I read somewhere that Notre Dame is like winless in like at a Yankee Stadium or something like that in the Shamrock uh, Series or something it, like that. Yeah, it, it's something. It's some kind of crazy stat like that that I just thought was funny. It doesn't mean anything for this game. I just thought it was kind of humorous. Yeah. But um, I think Notre Dame gets it done. But it's gonna be. It's gonna. This is gonna be a very close game. This is gonna yeah. be a good game. And um. Like I said, I'll come back to it later. I got some. I got some more notes and stuff that I wrote <laughs> down because, you know, we're gonna come back to it later. But yeah, I'm... Notre Dame gets it done, but I still got okay. something to say. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll touch base on that later. I, I'm not telling you which it is, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one I'm gonna keep my eye on for sure. It's a one thirty Central Time kickoff for me, that's... anyway. So that's a weird time. One. So two thirty. One thirty. I'm being. I'm being yeah. a little difficult yeah. here. I'm still on Central Time here, so I don't know. That's a yeah. That is um. That's a weird time to kick off, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't we don't we're not the networks. We don't make the time. So these next two games, I'm just going to kind of read off, and we can just kind of breeze through it. Uh, number two, Clemson. They're at home against Duke, and then at number one, Alabama. They're mm-hmm. they're at home against the Citadel. Both will win handily. I don't even know if Tua is even going to play that much. You know, maybe he'll just rest his knee up and get ready for Auburn next week for the Iron Bowl. Yeah, um, Clemson. Clemson should win. I would say twenty-eight points, thirty points. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's gonna be. Um, it, it's just gonna be another. Uh, it's just gonna be another blowout for them. Um, the, I mean, Duke's good for what they are, but they're not. But Clemson they're, good. they're no, no. There's there's no way they beat Clemson unless it's just a perfect storm. And and something crazy happens. There's no way that Clemson Clemson wins this game by a whole bunch. Um, Alabama and the Citadel. Do we even need do? I mean, what's the discussion? Just there? the fact that Tua Tonga Bailoa <clears throat> is going to be the Heisman Trophy winner come December. That's it. That's it. it... They, yeah. They, I mean, this. Yeah, this game is there's. I mean, there's no line on it. Vegas put no, no line because it's just. I mean, it, it probably would be Bama by fifty, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it will be interesting. I don't think hurts. I mean, hurts. Good lord, uh, I think Tua plays. He probably plays the opening drive just to you know he he'll get credit for the start. It'll be like a ceremonious thing. He just plays the opening drive, and then after that, I think hurts takes over, and then they slowly filter out their starters until, you know, the start of the second quarter when it's all third string yeah, playing for Bama. I'm on board with you there. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you, look on, if you look on your ESPN app and you click on that game, it says the Citadel has a .01 chance of winning that ball game. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – that's Which a, is, when it comes to prob- probability and statistics, that's as close to 100%. <laughs> like, that's as close as to your thing. There is no way you can get, get more than 100% on that, on that app. I have never <laughs> seen it. I have never witnessed that, and I'm not surprised at all in the least. Uh, yeah, so that's it. So those yeah, are our so, top 10 so, uh, games. So you're calling for the upset, right? Citadel yes, beats Alabama. Calling. We heard, heard it here first. <laughs> it's like <laughs> – 
It's like that meme that, that's around. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so we're all right, folks. We're gonna get into another segment here. We got on this new on this new <clears throat> weekly uh, uh podcast. It's Barton's Lock of the Week. Now, Barton's Lock of the Week, if you're not familiar, has been crumbling down and it's cost me millions of dollars. Over two. Over two. I bet the farm and then I bet the bet the goats, and now I have nothing left. Oh God! Do you? Uh, hopefully, you still got a wagon I, or something you can hook I got up to. Some a magic beans or something. I don't know. I, some, <laughs> I guess I don't know, man. What? What are your? What is your lock of the week? Because I, I need. I need some money okay, now. So. So this week's Fizzy's loser is uh, <laughs> and and I, I'm probably about. I think I knew where you were going with the Syracuse Notre Dame yeah. game. Uh, so I'm probably about to jinx you. Probably, but uh, Syracuse, Syracuse, getting ten points is the yeah. lock of the week. Uh, they will keep that game. I say within a touchdown of Notre Dame, they'll definitely keep it within ten mm. points. Uh, just. Just some notes that I've I've written down because I decided to do a little research this week on it before I just told everyone to go bet uh, money on a game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Eric Dungy, he's one of five uh, QBs in the country with 2,000 passing yards and 500 rushing yards. Uh, They've scored 30-plus points in nine games this year. Uh, The one game they didn't score 30-plus points in was Clemson. Well, yeah. Uh, they've they've scored forty points in four straight games. Syracuse ranks ninth in sacks in the country, so Notre Dame is going to have to really really protect Ian Book. How hurt is he? You know how, how healthy how healthy yeah. are we looking at? But this this is what with all those being said, uh, this is what really this is what really did it for me against the spread. Now this is against the spread. This is not you know overall yeah. record. This is with the line, Syracuse is seven and That's three this year. Notre Dame, Notre Dame is five, four, mm. and one. So, bet you're getting your you're getting the farm back okay. this week with Syracuse. When Syracuse either keeps this game within nine points or wins, you're getting you're getting all the right, house so, back. <laughs> all right, you heard it there, folks. Bet on the bet on the orange this week, and you will get mm-hmm. everything back that you lost. <laughs> Lay it and play. If you if you bet twice, then you got bet yeah, triple this so weekend. That's... <laughs> do it. You know, bet bet something of value that you maybe an arm or something like that. You know, you don't need you don't need your left arm all that much unless you're left handed. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, well, if you're left handed, yeah, just give your right whatever. arm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we did your pick, uh, your lock of the week. So what are your what's your upset of the week and what's your game to watch of the week this week? Okay. Upset of the week. Florida State will beat Boston College. Yeah, you think so? I'm I'm calling the upset. Um, the 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 spread again is looking. You, you know, love, I love your look spread. At the spread. I, you yeah. love your spread. Yeah, I love to look at the spread. This spread is one and a half. So that tells me that they don't know. This game can it go really either could. way. Florida State's playing a lot uh, better late, of late. <clears throat> Florida State at one point. You wouldn't believe this. One at one point they had one of the nation's top rush defenses. Now they gave up 177 to NC State. They gave up 365 to Notre Dame. I look for them to get back on track this week. Um, Boston College quarterback Anthony Brown again. He you know he 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 spent like time in the hospital yeah, after the Clemson got, game because of some kind of internal injury. So yeah, I don't he got know pretty good. how he- 
I don't know how healthy he is. Um, but if they can contain, if Florida State can contain AJ Dillon, who is a who's a very strong running back for uh, for Boston College, but if Florida State can contain him, I don't think that Anthony Brown is going to be healthy enough or really is capable. I mean, he's only completing fifty percent mm-hmm. of his passes, so I don't think he's going to be healthy or capable enough of beating them through the air. Which you know their secondary is not very good, so that you know that they could play to their advantage. And also, finally, I think a little bit of pride's on the line for FSU. Uh, they're playing for that yeah. bowl streak, you know, and 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 making a, I mean, making a bowl game in Willie Taggart's first year uh, would would be good. And considering the way they started the season and how everybody just kind of wrote them off as like, oh god, they suck. You know, they're winning three, four games. To come back and make a bowl game, I think would be good. So, um, I think they're playing for a little bit of pride. I think they, I, I think they're going to do it. I'm going to say FSU upset. So, what's Boston your game College. of the week then? Game of the week. I don't think this is no shock. Uh, the Central Florida oh, Golden man. Knights and the Cincinnati Bearcats. I think that's going to be a do good game. Do the Golden game. Knights um, get respect after this week? Yeah, probably, probably not. But, uh, <laughs> But I, I again, I, I did a little bit of research, and you know, Cincinnati. It's not twenty-two straight, but they're riding a little three-game mm-hmm. win streak. Um, they've outgained offensively eight out of ten opponents this year, and they've outrushed nine out of ten. And if you look at just just straight points, you know, straight points given up, they have had better defensive performances against common the uh, common opponents than uh, Central Florida. So I think this game could be. I think Central Florida wins. I'm not calling the upset. I think Central Florida takes care of business, but um, this this could be a really fun game to watch. It'll um, it'll be interesting to see just how motivated you know Cincinnati and Central Florida too. But definitely uh, definitely my game to watch is Cincinnati and Central. Yeah, Florida. that's a that's a very good pick. Um, yeah, that that'll probably, as much as I gave them uh, them grief college game day being there, it'll probably be a really cool atmosphere. I think you know Central Florida. There, I think again, I've been I was saying this like the first two episodes that. They need to at least be showing some kind of respect. Yeah, they play a cupcake schedule, you know. But but in the midst of cupcake <clears throat> mm-hmm. weekend, they aren't playing the typical cupcake, so. <laughs> no, th- and that's a, that is a very good point. This is the weekend when it's kind of it's kind of bland. You look at, you know, even Alabama and even though Duke, I mean, even though Clemson's staying in conference, they're still playing Duke. And you're looking at a very bland schedule. This is a, a weekend. They're playing a top 25 team. This is a weekend for them to really – you know, have the spotlight on them. What? Okay, everybody else is basically yeah. taking a week off. What can What can you guys do with the spotlight on you? You know, you have the game of the week this week. Let's see what – if you can handle this pressure, then maybe you can get some respect yeah. to go to the next I, step, I, you know? I, I, I expect Central Florida to win and probably pull, start pulling away in the second, in the sec, in the second half. So my uh, mm-hmm. upset of the week is also my game of the week. I am I am picking okay. Syracuse over Notre Dame in NYC. Yep. Okay. I told y'all to get back to this game, <laughs> and I'm telling you why. Here is why Syracuse wins, and it, it, it's it's going to be close, like you were saying for your lock of the week. It's going to be a very close game. Here's why it's going to be close. Syracuse loves to run that off, run that ball, and the more you the mm-hmm. more you keep Notre Dame's offense off the field, is the better you will do, and they will do it. Not only will they do it, that like you alluded to earlier. That defense loves to get after the quarterback. I watched that. I watched the Syracuse Louisville game last week, and this this is the game that got uh, Bob Petrino fired, which is, we'll get to a little bit later. That quarterback was just 
getting getting ran down, and he was a very fast kid, but he just could not outrun that Syracuse uh, defense. That game, that game was not even close, and it was a lot more of the defense just going after the quarterback against a spread offense like Notre Dame has. Probably not as good, obviously, but I think they get enough pressure to get a book is not going to be very, you know, he's still got an injury. I think they pull the upset in New York for the New York college team. You know, I'm going orange in this one, man. <laughs> I, I really think they can do it. Let's, let, let's not forget, though. I mean, obviously, we know about what happened last year. Syracuse yeah. upset Clemson, which was top team. But Syracuse, for the better part of 50 minutes, was beating yeah, they, beat Clemson this year. They, they, had, they, had, they had a letdown there at the end and let Clemson come back. But they had Clemson on the road. Well, the this only year. reason why that game and, gets, uh, doesn't get looked at a lot of times is because Trevor Lawrence got hurt. He wasn't playing the whole game. He got knocked out of that game. But I'm on board with you, like like you were saying, like they're not a they're not a push off anymore or pushover anymore. They and yeah, they like to run the ball, but Dungey is also Syracuse's all time leading passer. He passed on a bit Dab earlier in the season. Yeah. Which says a lot. Yeah, Eric Dungey. I I'm a big fan of Eric Dungey. He's 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 a very he's an explosive player, man. He's a playmaker. He's a gamer and that's that's what you gotta have to beat these big teams. When you're a smaller team, if you got a gamer on your side, a winner, then you know, any, anything can happen. And, and again, I go back with you, uh, that defense, and can Notre Dame protect Ian Book? I mean, can, can they do it? I don't know how healthy he is. You know, I haven't done I haven't looked at, like, any kind of injury report for Notre Dame. I don't know how healthy he is. But they're going to have to probably keep in a guy to oh, help yeah. protect which him. Which takes more weapons and, uh, away from him. And Exactly, which takes weapons away. And, and he just look, like I said, you just look at that offense. I mean, 30 points. Thirty plus points in nine out of ten games, that's that's imp- that's impressive to put up that many points. And then Syracuse uh, to put up forty points in four straight games. I mean, this offense is clicking. It could be, it could be the perfect now, storm for uh, Syracuse to definitely. To now, definitely the only knock other thing that it could play a factor is the is that it's an outside game. Syracuse is a dome team. Does that play a factor? That's mm-hmm. just another factor that could play into things. But cold cold weather also. It, it, likes the running game so you know that also could play into their hand as well it it it, it definitely well i don't have you heard a weather report for what it's supposed to be i mean if it's, it's if it's sunshine it and i mean a little York, bit man it snowed so it's okay. cold up there <laughs> they're getting yeah well i figure it's cold but i didn't know if it were we're looking at you know rain sleet a snow game or is it just gonna be sunshine no, and it's, cold? it's still gonna be cold you know? regardless that 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 feel though it's, yeah. it's on it's in Yankee Stadium, so it's not going to be turf yeah. yet. It's not going to be at MetLife Stadium where the turf ain't going to like. It's going to be grass, natural football. That's what I love about it. <laughs> <laughs> Although my team plays on turf, so I really can't say oh. anything. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into our teams, uh, I got Wisconsin. Your your team your team's grass dies in what? Yeah, September. <laughs> If you played on grass, your team could yeah, be dead. That's probably September. why they went to the turf. So, going with my <laughs> team, my team is – if you're new to the program, I'm a Wisconsin fan. Barton is a South Carolina fan. Um, we we tend to go <sighs> with our, our uh, team picks towards the end of the show. Um, my team my, – uh, Wisconsin, they're playing at Purdue. Um, it could be a it could be a grudge match. I, or it could be, like, down to the wire kind of game. Like, if Purdue plays the way they were able to play against Ohio State, then it will be a close game. But if mm-hmm. not, we should blow, we should 
I say blow them out with their run game and stuff, but I, I don't know about it. Purdue's a they're they're an interesting team. They I mean they did they did manhandle Ohio State. So who South Carolina got this week there, Barton? Uh we play the moccasins. Uh, no, the I guess the moccasins. They go by Mox. I assume that's short for moccasins. But they're from they're from University of Tennessee, oh Chattanooga. USCC guys are all taking uh, weeks off. <laughs> hey, we gotta get bowl eligible this week. Uh, <laughs> no, um, again, on paper, a game South Carolina should win very convincingly. Again, going back to my Vegas line, we're thirty points. You know, see, I'm passing that thirty points. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think we're, I think if we get up by more than two, three touchdowns, we're gonna see a lot of young Which guys old. coming in. Uh, but even with all our injuries on paper, um, we should win this game very easily. This, you know me, I always like yeah. overthink things. The only thing that the only thing that I, I could cause a little bit of concern is like the mental state of yeah. South Carolina right now. To to lose the way they did to Florida in such heartbreaking fashion, and then to have Clemson and next week. You know, you know, are they are they fully focused on UT Chattanooga? Are they, you know, still got a little bit of a Florida hangover? Are they looking ahead kind of deal? Um, you know, if that's the case, this game could be a lot closer than what South Carolina fans would like to see. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think it's nothing. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think we beat them by like forty, but at the same time, I don't think it's a touchdown game in yeah. the fourth quarter. I say we, I'm, I'm going to call it like a forty-one to ten, kind of just a. 41 to 10, maybe 38 to 10, yeah. somewhere around in there. Just kind of a nice, a nice solid yeah. victory. A lot of young guys get a lot of play in time. Got to get that now. experience for those and younger just, guys. So. And, just, and just, just try to stay healthy because hell's coming <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right, so we've gone through most of our uh, topics for the day, but we, I know we, talked, we touched on Tua winning the Heisman. It's almost, almost a certainty mm-hmm. at this point, just the way he's playing lights out football. But – we're gonna go. We're gonna come mm-hmm. up with some dark horse. At least the dark horse are each of us. Bart, what's your dark horse? Uh, uh, Heisman Trophy pit winner. Um, it, well, you know, like you said, it's it's almost a given who who the guys are gonna be. I mean, we know Tua, um, Will Greer's up there. Yeah. everyone knows you know Travis Etienne from Clips. I mean, you know the names. And at this point in the season, it's it's hard to really pick a dark horse because I think that the 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 Heisman Trophy winners. I won't say it's all but decided, but it's pretty know, much but, decided at this point. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much decided. But if chaos happens, let's say chaos reigns upon the college football world, uh, who could sneak up and possibly steal the Heisman? Um, I'm going with Central Florida's uh, Mackenzie Milton. the The dude is a the dude's a baller. His, his stats aren't quite on par with what they were last year. Last year he threw for four thousand yards. Uh, 37 touchdowns, that, which is pretty solid. This year he only has 2,300 yards but uh, and 21 touchdowns. But he's running the ball a lot but, too this year too. So Yeah, yeah. He And plus, he he played in 13 games. He played in 13 of 14 games for Central Florida last year. He missed the East Carolina game. So far this year, he's played in seven of eight uh, – in eight of nine games for um, Central Florida. He, he, again, missed the yeah. East Carolina game. Which is kind of ironic. He missed it two <laughs> years in a row, so he still got he still got five games to. And I, I think with five games at the rate he's going, he'll get fairly close to the stats and stuff that he yeah. had last year. 
which I which I think is um they're definitely Heisman that's Trophy numbers. game win streak has probably got to be uh, the key stat in that line though. That that yeah, I think the thing that's keeping him down is the same thing that's keeping the the, the is getting the critics on Central Florida and and keeping um the playoff committee from really moving them up is level oh, of competition. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, you he's, he, he's carving, he's, he's carving teams up, but he's doing it against, you know, I guess against he should be carving up. So, yeah, yeah but um, that, if, if chaos, like I said, if chaos rained down on the college football world and something happened where uh, any, it was anyone's game, I would go with McKenzie uh, Milton from okay. Central Florida. Well, my, if, you're any, if you knew anything about me, I used to play a receiver in college and high school and all that. So I'm mm-hmm. always partial to receivers. And to me, there has been no better receiver this year. And he's been, he's been overshadowed by the guy who's throwing on the ball. It's Jerry Judy. Okay. Jerry, okay, Jerry Alabama. Judy is, be, <laughs> is, is my dark horse and for – for here are the stats that I'm, I brought up to you. He's only a sophomore, mind you. 45 catches. That's all he has on the season. But he's got okay. 925 yards. <laughs> like, what? Like, how do you have almost 1,000 yards? I'm, oh, like, less, he's going he's gonna to probably break 1,000 before, uh, before 50 catches. That's a, that's a mind-boggling yeah, yeah. stat. Mind-boggling. Yeah, that. And then plus he's got ten touchdowns. Plus he helps him with uh he do, they do end around him and everything. That dude, if Tua ever got season ending hurt, I think with with either Hurts or the other you know the third string quarterback, they can definitely rely on Judy to bring him to the promised land. And not not taking anything away from Tua because he's been playing lights out. Not taking anything away from, him. but he is that deep threat that defense is just are scared of man that dude is just so so versatile so he's got he's got 48 receptions and 10 45 touchdowns. receptions and 10 touchdowns so roughly every four and a half yeah, catch it's going for and a touchdown are, and, like, and like the stats say they're not short like oh one yard like slant touchdowns no they are him they are yeah, him he's... just like going burners on somebody and just going long uh, long touchdowns man this guy is just a baller and I, I, we're in today's game. We'll probably never see another receiver win the Heisman Trophy, which is which kills me. Because yeah, that was that was one thing I was gonna bring up to you is that um, you know the the one thing that going against that, I, I like to pick. I think you're making valid points, but the one thing is it's now become a quarterback running back award and mostly quarterback. Yeah. You know, but uh, I mean it's hard. It's hard because you know you want to give it to the best player of that year. Not not necessarily mm-hmm. like the best quarterback from the best team, which Tua is the best player this year by far. I will I will never dispute that. But there has been years there has been years where you were like he he probably shouldn't have won the Heisman. And I go back to probably Indomitagasu when he played at Nebraska. He carried them, and I can't recall who won the Heisman over him. Um, but he had dominated that year, and he dominated in the championship game. Like, and you were like, this could be the first year a defensive a pure defensive player wins the Heisman and I well go ahead I I, I just thought that him or even Manti Teo the way he the year he had back uh, his senior year yeah even though they got blown out by Alabama which yeah we all saw that coming but the fact that he had the stats that he did he carried that that Notre Dame defense carried them into the the into the championship not that offense so yeah yeah and um 
another thing that I look at too is I don't think teams, I don't the award to me is a is really pushed by how yeah. well your team is, and and I think that 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 really handicaps a lot of good players. Uh, just one, I just I just looked this kid up just to see uh, what he's got going on. Jordan Tamu mm-hmm. from Ole Miss. Oh yeah. Plays plays on a high, plays on a high flying offense. I'm looking at his stats. He's got 3,400 yards passing, uh, 17 touchdowns. They still got two games to go. He's also got uh, almost 400 yards rushing and six touchdowns. No one in their right mind is saying Jordan Tamu for Heisman. But if you take those stats and you put him on Alabama, or you put him on Clemson, or you put him on Ohio State or whoever. He's all of a sudden he's the oh, runaway yeah. Heisman champ. You know he's a he's a runaway Heisman, and I and I think that it kind of hamstrings kids because it's a little bit unfair. It, like he can't help that his defense is a hundred and twenty fifth in the country. Yeah, like he he's 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 got his offense rolling, scoring thirty eight forty points a game. He can't help that yeah. get like fifty. I think the last know, but, two um, times we saw a non like like contending uh, player uh, win the Heisman, Lamar Jackson a couple years ago. And Tim Tebow, because mm-hmm. they went like eight and four the year he won. He won the Heisman, and he put up a gangbusters amount of numbers that year. I think he scored six. He scored well, six uh, touchdowns against your Gamecocks that one year. That year too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. That was that sorry, was a rough sorry, game I had to, to watch. Bring it up, but yeah, like you said, like you said, like he, unless a team, unless a player's team is doing well, you're not really going to get any Heisman consideration. Well, in between in between him and uh, in between Tebow and Lamar Jackson, there's Robert Griffin. Yeah, that's true. I think Baylor went nine and three or eight and four that year that yep. he won it. So they're getting. I mean, I just think that it really hamstrings people a lot because you have some really good players out there who you know they just they, for whatever reason they well, play for a bad team. I think Jordan. I think Jordan Tamu is a, a prime example of that. He. He's he's done all you want him to do offensively. He just, I mean, he doesn't play defense. He can't go out there and start patrolling center field and yeah. taking passes off and making tackles. I mean, you know, he and I, well, you could but, you could have made an argument yeah, but, for Jabril Peppers a couple of years ago, who did stuff on offense, who did everything on defense. You could have made that case for a guy like that, and they were in contention for the for the playoffs at that point. But didn't didn't he only have like one or two touchdowns? Something that like year? that. I don't know. I, it, it was, it, was, I, it was something. He, I think it was, he had a lot. He had a lot of yards was, and he had a lot of stats, but I think he only had a I think, handful no, I of think touchdowns. He only had one or two picks that year, but I think he scored a handful of uh, touchdowns. But I mean, we digress. Like I, I think I would like I would like to see this award yeah. stop going leaning more towards quarterbacks and more just for for the pure players and stuff like that, which will probably never yeah. happen because that's just the way football is now. Like football is just a quarterback driven game now. It is. It, it definitely, yeah. It definitely. I mean, you can look at it from. I mean, it's from the NFL on down. Everything's being catered to the passing mm-hmm. game now. So, which you would think, like, if you ha- if you had a decent yeah. receiver, you'd think like maybe a star receiver would, like be able to put crazy gaudy numbers, like you know, like Michael Crabtree when he was at Texas Tech, or or. Yeah, but but whatever numbers a receiver puts up, the quarterback's always oh, yeah, have better right. numbers because he he doesn't throw to just that one guy. You know, he's. I mean, if, there, if oh, you have no. a fifteen hundred yard, if you have a fifteen hundred yard receiver, you probably got a three thousand, four thousand yard passer. Yeah. I don't know, man. So. When he was at Texas Tech. That's pretty much all Texas Tech had at that. Graham Harrell was just like throwing it up for prayers, like it, especially against, especially against, <laughs> especially in that Texas game. 
He just threw it up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, I remember that play. That was that was an iconic play. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Michael Crabtree made a name Too for himself there. Do it in the NFL <laughs> as much, but um, we're gonna get on this last subject <laughs> before we end the show. Uh, Bob Petrino, you know, we we touched up on this earlier in the show. Uh, gets let go from Louisville, uh, obviously, because that program is just since it has just been going downhill. Lamar Jackson going to the NFL should not be the reason why this program is so bad now. No, they're uh, everything's taking a dive for worse. Their assistant coaches hires. I know for for a prime example, them hiring Lorenzo Ward. He he was South Carolina's uh, last coordinator mm-hmm. in Spurrier, and our defense was yeah. terrible. And so that's that's a lot of the reason their defense. They're just bad coaching hires, not recruiting well. I mean, it's just. It it wasn't just Lamar Jack. Don't get me wrong; he did mm-hmm. a lot for that team, but it wasn't just losing him that sent them, uh, yeah, down the crap. Because <laughs> I mean, you had a guy like Lamar Jackson; he's a Heisman Trophy winner. That should just automatically bring in recruits. You know, we have a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, and yeah, they probably would have only been able to play with him for like that one, like last year and stuff. But that still should at least get the recruiting train rolling and Petrino had had good success at Louisville before he went to the NFL and came back. He had Teddy Bridgewater there. Like this, this guy should be just rolling in recruits, but he just isn't. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would be surprised if I see Bobby. Petrino yeah. I'm coach again. Again. Um, I mean, you know, he, he had to deal at Arkansas. Um, and now this, I just don't think. And the way he left Atlanta, I don't think an NFL team will hire him. Uh, I just, I think we've probably seen the end of Bobby Petrino. He might pop up as a coordinator. Somewhere. I think it's either, I think but, uh, it's either head ball coach or nothing. So I, I think you're right. I think we've seen the last yeah. of him as a coach. Which, I mean, to me, it doesn't really mean anything. He didn't win any titles. He didn't. He really wasn't. Yeah, he was probably a big name. He had brought success to like mediocre, mediocre, mediocre. Uh, uh, yeah, programs, but nothing really came about it. And he, like you said, he bounced around a lot and leaving teams high and dry, like, doesn't send a great message to the kids either. So, no, and that could be part of the reason that recruiting hurt, you know, why he wasn't recruiting the greatest yeah, at Louisville. So. so, but uh, that's it for the show, folks. Uh, the, like you said, I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend, stay safe out there, and uh. For Philip Barton, I'm Drew Fluffy Coach. You guys have a good one. Later. Take it easy, guys.